0: Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle, homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. And Kevin. And today is our Season 1 finale.
1: So what's new with uh, you lately?
0: Well, pretty much the same as it was last week, and that is all hands are on deck when it comes to the garden. So we just planted a bunch of tomatoes. Um, I think I have 15... No, I think it's 21, I'm sorry, 21 tomato plants that are going in. Some have already been. Um, So yeah, I've just been really busy with that. And we are still, unfortunately, we're still working on the magazine. We had a little bit of a setback with our magazine, but we are going forward and hopefully we'll have something out for you guys soon.
1: Sounds good. And in a couple of weeks, um, we're getting ready to send our meat birds to freezer camp. Looking forward to that. They're growing unruly, but you know it'll be it'll be good to have that meat in our freezer, especially when you hear some things. Um, I think you mentioned to me recently. You went to the grocery store to get a few supplies, and they mentioned to you the issues that they're running into with not just getting um, food items and so on, but also the prices going up and then what, a shortage of chicken coming up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. The cashier um, at our, one of our local grocery stores, she had said, stock up on as much chicken as you can, she says, because they tried placing orders for their chicken and they are not being fulfilled, both the chicken and flour. So I thought, thought that was really interesting. Um, some scary times we're living in, but I am happy that we are able to put the meat birds in our freezer.
1: So, yep. And it just, yeah, in times like this, it really drives home the point. This is why we're doing this kind of a thing, because this is real, right? You know, there have been times in the past when we were doing this type of thing, gardening, raising animals uh, for food. And, um, you know, we heard these things might happen in the future, but um, it's real now. So it's um, definitely something that gives us a, a little bit of comfort.
0: Yeah. And we're hoping that for all of you that are out there, um, that's why we really wanted to share this podcast is, you know, just to help you along your homesteading journey, um, you know, and help you be prepared, not scared, but be prepared for things that are, um, you know, happening, whether it be a job loss, financial difficulties, whatever the case is, there is some comfort and, um, help financially when you can literally grow your own food. So there's, the, the benefits of growing your own food is, is just superior all the way around, both fi- from a financial perspective, from a health perspective, and um and, and also just helping, you know being able to help your friends, family, community, being able to provide you know some extra food and even mental health. It, it helps you because you're outside, you're getting that vitamin D three. So really, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, we already know that you want to homestead or are currently a homesteader, but if you're not, or if this is something that you're thinking about, hopefully this kind of persuades you to maybe go down that route.
1: Yeah. So we wanted to use this episode to talk about some things that we could reflect on from this last season and for us, um, having moved to a larger property. So I'll start with you, uh, Lisa. What comes to mind as far as a lesson learned um, from this season?
0: I, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I would say probably my biggest lesson Well, probably two. But my biggest lesson is really trying to wrap your head around the growing season and the zones that you're in. Um, You know, I've been gardening for many, many, many years. But the one thing that I have not experienced is a drastic change in a growing zone. So Quite literally, we went from growing zone 9B to 8A. And that doesn't sound like that's a big deal, but it actually is. Um, and, you know, I mean, we had days, we had weeks, actually, where the temperature plummeted at night, especially where we are here. And, um, I mean, there were a couple of times where it got into the teens, And then we got in, you know, we stayed in the 20s for months. Um, I'm practically all winter. I mean, our overnight lows were in the 20s, and that was an adjustment for me um, because you have to imagine I'm. We're coming from Phoenix, Arizona, and then um, uh, Tucson, Arizona, and you know those particular climates are just. I mean, they're hot. What is it? Our joke is it's hot and less hot, (laughs) especially Phoenix. And, um, it doesn't really get that cold. Um, but here where we are today, it gets, it gets really, really cold. So learning those, those, um, learning how to adjust your rhythm of life or at least my rhythm of life to these new gardening zones, or growing zones, excuse me, is um, has been a really good lesson for me.
1: I was thinking along those lines, too. We, in the past, relied on weather reports for the temperature especially. And one thing we recently did was got one of those digital... Um, weather stations that you put a remote sensor out wherever you want. And so that's been interesting, too, because we're in an area where there's not a lot of windbreak. We do have a few bigger trees, but not a lot of windbreak. We've got multiple days where it's windy. And so I think that's giving us a better, more accurate take on what the temperature is so that's um something that i think is beneficial and we'll continue to look at that through the year too um, to help give us a more accurate idea of what's going on out there
0: yeah and and that's really true because i think we've talked about this in other um, episodes but the the microclimates I, i can't stress to you enough learn your microclimates. When you are starting your gardening journey, learn what your microclimate is. Um, because you know what the weather app that you see on your phone or what they tell you on the news, if you're still watching the news, um, they're, they're completely different. And, and a lot of it has to deal your microclimates have to deal with wind, like for example, the city that we're in, even though we're we're a very high elevation, so we always have to deal with wind because of our elevation. But then where we are is in a small little valley. I mean it's it's very, 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 very small. But it's just enough so that the cold settles in really deep here. So you know, other areas, our neighbors, you know, just you know, minutes, literally minutes down the street, can be growing crops that we can't even think about growing right now. Um so you know, your microclimates are a real thing. So that is something that I know for myself personally I have learned. What about you?
1: So when I think about especially since we've moved to this property to go back to an episode that we talked about before, Um, having a plan helps you to save time and effort. So when I think about that, it's helped us to plan by month, to think ahead of time of what type of projects do I need to be thinking about? Um, So we've had some infrastructure projects with um, our animals And as a husband with two littles moving to this property, one thing I juggled with is, do I move our chicken coop here, knowing that we're going to be increasing the flock? Do I take it down? Do I move the chickens? We're talking about a 40-minute drive or so. That proved to be too much. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, when we got to this property, had some time to really think that out, try to use things that were already on the property in order to get that infrastructure in place. And then, like I said, as far as when to do it, thinking of which month are we going to do this? When do we need it completed by? What kind of supplies do I need to uh, make or or purchase? And so on. That really helped with uh, that mindset.
0: So if I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds to me like having a plan, having a vision, having a plan, because we've always lived our our homesteading life that way. But it just, it really paid off in spades, especially now that we've scaled up to a bigger property.
1: Scaled up, but also, yeah, I agree. But also we're in a spot where um, where we live, where we've got a. Plan if we need to go to buy, um, at least lumber and so on and those type of supplies. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's a place in town, but their prices are higher. And when the prices are already high as it is, um, sometimes there's an advantage to planning out and going to a few different stores in town. That's helped as well.
0: That's and that's right because we we're about forty minutes away from town, so. We're it's not like, you know, we can just jump in the car and just go. It it takes planning, (laughs) you know, that that's some time for us to to, you know, drive to the next to the next uh, city.
1: And, you know, having littles as well. Yeah. I mean, I can't take the littles and, you know, juggle two by fours and plywood and things like that. So they don't (laughs) they don't have those lumber carts set up. Uh, to do that. And I'm not going to swing around a board that's eight feet long, you know, <laughs> over my kid, but you know, those type of things. So I've learned that, you know, sometimes I've got to make those trips myself, maybe, um, you know, and you, you need time to think, I mean, you can plan, you can say, I'm going to buy 50 of these and a hundred of these and so on. But um, just being there, you need some time mentally to kind of wrap yourself, your head around what you're, what you're going to do. So that's, uh, you know, that's been a, a learning experience too. So another thing that came to mind when we were reflecting on this season is we looked at the stats for this podcast and we were surprised at what episodes were more popular um, with our listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the most popular one was how to start homesteading. And I think the one that was downloaded the fastest Was does homesteading save you money? That one was downloaded the fastest, and also inflation proofing your pantry. So that kind of gives us an indication of where everybody's coming from, what everybody is thinking in terms of homesteading. It was really interesting to see.
1: Yeah. So it brings to mind something I was thinking about. Even if you're still kind of in the planning stages, or, you know, maybe you're thinking, Maybe I should have done a little bit more by this point. Don't feel that way. Don't dwell on that. Um, We're happy that you're here listening. We're happy that you're here wanting to learn. And we're not trying to sugarcoat anything. We're trying to tell you the frustrations, the things we've learned, the things we oopses we've made and so on. Um, But just make a change. Um, You know, It starts with mentality, but taking action is sometimes honestly the hardest thing so you can probably read a lot of stories about athletes you can read about people who set just goals for careers whatever it is any type of goal in life and what where a lot of people fail is they don't take action so you know you got to start with mentality but take action small steps are better than no steps So don't dwell on. I should have done this. I could have done this. Especially if you're thinking where things are right now, it's harder to find products. The prices are up and so on. Um, You know, we're here to to support you as far as sharing even the things that have uh, been challenges for us, things that have not worked. But it's kind of um, you know a pep rally, so to speak, to be able to encourage you to um go ahead and implement what you want to do what you want to accomplish uh, for yourself um but also for your family
0: yeah i i totally agree with everything that you've said because the and especially when you talk about the mindset because you know there's different everybody likes to have a label on everything and and i don't know why or where that has fallen into place in society, but you know, there's some people that have a prepper mentality. There are some people that are more homestead, um, and then there are some people who think that you know, if you choose to have, um, if you choose to the lifestyle of a homesteader, that you know, you're they kind of equate you to like being a prepper or you know a doomsdayer or somebody who's looking at things negative and, and it honestly, it couldn't be more opposite. Um, you know, for, uh, at least for us, uh, homesteading for us is more of the mentality of being a producer and not a consumer, um, and being in charge of your own food and, you know, shortening the gap between, you know, the truck, so to speak, and your, And your home. So, you know, we hope that, you know, most people listening to this podcast, you know, most of you start to implement plans where, you know, you go right to your backyard to get your vegetables instead of going to the grocery store. Um, And as you progress, you know, getting your meat from your own home or from a local farmer Um, If you're not in a situation where you can provide for your own meat. But, you know, shortening that gap, shortening that supply chain is really going to be helpful. What you choose to do with that shortened supply chain is going to be up to you and your mindset. But, you know, as a homesteader, just having that control over what, you know, what you choose to eat. Because, you know, there's that expression, you are what you eat. And that expression is very true. I mean, it literally is true. You are what you consume. So if you consume food that has been altered, if you consume food that's been injected, I mean, Lord knows, we know, most of us know that, you know, if you look at the package of chicken, it's going to say that, you know, it was, it was injected with broth. Well, who knows what that broth was and why do you need to inject the chicken with broth anyway? But, you know, you, you are becoming, you literally are what you are consuming. So, you know, we don't as a homesteader, you know, I know for myself, I don't want to consume all of that stuff. So, you know, being that producer, Producing your own food, taking charge of what you consume and what becomes a part of you and your family is really essential.
1: So, before we wrap up this uh, episode, just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Um, we wanted to announce that we've relaunched our website, the two acre Looks slicker. Um, we're going to be adding some more features very shortly. And we'll get into more of that later, but we're happy uh, that that's there. And then also for season two, just a little bit of a teaser, so to speak. Um, What are we going to be adding?
0: Well, I'm excited to say that in season two, we're going to be doing a few interviews with you, the listeners. Um, We've chosen two particular listeners And we're going to do on two different episodes, we're going to be doing interviews where they can ask us questions and we'll be helping them on their journey um, into the homesteading world. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Okay, so we're going to take the month of May off, May 2022, from recording the podcast. We'll have some new episodes starting in June. And part of our planning, part of what we're going to be working on is new video content. We'll be adding video content to the podcast, and then we'll also be adding video content uh, to YouTube. So those are some things that uh, we're looking forward to uh, bringing to you, to our listeners. So as always, as we um, like to wrap up our episodes,
0: thanks for listening and
1: be safe out there.